Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And welcome to part two of the show that uh, we are calling How a Man Can Make a Difference in Today's World. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And uh, this is part two. It's available only online on a podcast uh, also, but uh, searchable by Google, YouTube, iTunes. uh, We're out there all over the place. So we are in studio today with Ron Carlson, who is pastor to men at Cedar Mill Bible Church. And if you haven't heard part one of this show, you want to go back and listen to that. I introduced Ron as uh, my familiar sports guy because he uh, did the Channel 2 sports report, sports anchor, I guess. Is is that the right thing? So uh, I want to welcome you again, Ron, and thank you for being here on Second Half Now. My pleasure. Ron, you know, when we were ending the on-air portion, you gave a statistic that was so powerful, and it was... The, the difference it makes in a family when it is the man that the father, the head of the family that is attending church and engaged in church life. But at the same time, you said that, that as a minister to men, it is a very difficult ministry. Can you help us with that? How do you <laughs> do that then? What are some of the um, obstacles that you run up against, and, and how do you navigate that, that challenge? Well, fortunately, I've got the Lord to uh, guide me in some of these things, because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was well, working... I just relaxed. Okay. <laughs> That's how he got the job. He says, what do you know about men's ministry? Exactly. He says, I don't know I don't much. Know a oh, thing. You're hired. Yeah, that's right. When they brought me in, they said, well, let's see, what do you have as far as uh, experience in this area? None. Uh, how about uh, the Bible degree that you have? No, don't have one. So yeah, that, that was a very impressive resume I brought in. <laughs> but there was something about you that they did like and they wanted you in that position? Well, when I first became a believer when I was 24 years old, my first Mm -hmm. intent, I thought, was to go into the ministry, and then the Lord directed me into broadcasting for 31 years instead, but he eventually got me there. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Well, you know, Moses was out there with the sheep for a long time, too. Yeah, right. So (laughs) it didn't take me 40 years, at least 31. But yeah, no. so I, I think the advantage of it was I think a lot of guys at least know that I've been in their shoes in many regards as far as being in the business world and, mm-hmm. and understanding some of the pressures that a family man faces while trying to keep your career rolling. Right. Um, but to, to get to your point, um, I, I just see guys are very, very busy right. and very, very lonely. I mean, Thoreau was the one who said most men leave, lead lives of quiet desperation, and I really right. sense that because guys uh, feel isolated in many respects. Um, our independence naturally kind of leads us into isolation, but mm-hmm. when we get isolated, we're easily picked off, and and uh, and the enemy's looking for the guys who get away from the pack, and, mm. and it's easy to pick right, them off. So, right. um, my hope is that we can get guys back into God's Word. Um, uh, Dallas Willard uh, has written many great books, but one of them in the Divine Conspiracy, he said, um, "It's essential that men get extensive solitude and silence for their basic growth, growth of their human spirit." And I, I don't know about you guys, but 
our world's so busy and so noisy that the thought of being silent before God mm -hmm. is, is a real foreign thing mm -hmm. to many of us. Mm -hmm. um, but we worked on that. We had one, uh, one series we had, which we called uh, Time at Jesus, just Adventures at Jesus' Feet. We brought the guys in for a half an hour or an hour on Tuesday mornings and gave them a couple of topics, and the place was quiet. And some of these guys went nuts. They couldn't take it. But the guys who stood in there and, and stuck with it, you know, found some real beautiful time with the Savior that they'd never experienced mm. before. So just getting guys into God's Word, getting them to start to trust that God is there for them and can help them lead their family. Uh, that's what we need to be together for and encouraging each other about. Because by, by ourselves, we're not going to get that encouragement or find that. Yeah. You know, and I think about it's been wonderful being married because you get an up-close-and-personal look at what manhood looks like mm. operating in the world, right? Mm. And so I really appreciate learning things from my husband. But one of the things that makes me like, oh, isn't that interesting, is the difference with, with women. We, we lean on each other so that we can talk to each other about the things going on and, and hear someone else say, oh, I know what you mean and resonate with us. But one of the things I've learned with my husband is to do that puts you at risk. Mm -hmm. With men, that's a hierarchical thing. You go with another guy and talk about the things going on, that puts you in a weakened, one-down position, which who wants that? Right, right, yeah. And that is, an imp I think that as women, we don't really get that without men helping us to understand that. Yeah, you look in the book of Ephesians, and what are the two things that are mentioned there between husband and wife? Hus husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Mm -hmm. So the respect piece is really important for men, the mm -hmm. reputation, the respect. Mm -hmm. And if that gets challenged, right. if we're not in a safe environment, um, then, then it's going to be very difficult to open up at all. Right, so that seems to say, in order to for men to be able to build close relationships with other men, there has to be a community of respect that's established within them that will allow them to do what comes so naturally for women. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that's a real key because I think the respect, just like the love for the wife, needs to be unconditional. Mm -hmm. The respect, even guy to guy, needs to be unconditional right. because you're saying a couple of things that I think are really important. One is uh, we're very busy, and another is that uh, uh, we need to have time alone or quiet time to really listen to God and to to seek His ways. And uh, the the challenge with that is for men, their busyness is their identity. If it's their job or their position mm -hmm. or their activities or whatever else, um, well, how have you been lately, Bill? Oh, yeah. I've been really busy, which sounds like uh, it must be that's important. That's the thing to do, yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's Good important news. for you. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think another thing, and I'll say this as a man, um, that I, one of the things that causes us, or me anyway, to shy away from some of these other kind of a group things or men together things is that uh, it takes a lot of transparency or vulnerability. So, I mean, I like to be respected as a man, but if they know, if somebody else knew how I really was, mm -hmm. I might forfeit that respect. Exactly. And so there's mm -hmm. a little bit of a fear there, a little bit of a, you know, because that respect is not always unconditional. Exactly. So if I say too much or say act a certain mm -hmm. way, then you're not going to respect me anymore. Right. right. Correct. So yeah. that leads me to the question about how you, or whether you've done it or not, or what you perceive in terms of an active men's ministry how do you overcome some of those mm -hmm. things and help men 
uh, have enough drive and desire for spiritual growth or growth in their roles, you know, at work and home and as a husband or father or whatever, to and and maybe some sports metaphors will draw back on your uh, your previous career. Are there some things that you know, like you know, whether it's the touchdown or what you know, whatever it is, or training or practice or coaching? What kinds of things go into a, a meaningful men ministry so that you can overcome some of the reluctance that men have to be vulnerable and to understand that they have needs, you know, in their in their spiritual dimensions of their life? Well, I think Jesus gave us the great example with his 12 disciples. Mm. If he was the coach, they were the players, he showed them how to live. Right. And I think uh, our goal, as best we can try and, 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 and live it, is to, uh, to learn to live life if Jesus were me. And if I, can, if I can be the coach to lead my men into thinking that that's the way to live, guys, mm-hmm. and be vulnerable and transparent myself, uh, you, you've played sports, Dan. Uh, you know, we've all played sports, right? So... Uh, a lot of times the coach is the one who sets the tone for that. Right. And if the coach is a, uh, is a caring, compassionate guy who you respect, you're going to want to be that same way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jesus to me, if we lead like Jesus did as best we can, I think men will, will be attracted to that and want to follow that. Not easy to do, obviously. None of us are going to be that way, yeah. but, but that's the goal. And maybe a lot of it is uh, simply a matter of character, a matter of how we behave like men. It's, mm-hmm. it's not so much... Um, you know, some of the things that the women love to do, like you were saying, Denise, that they, you know, women tend to c- c- gather together and exchange and their feelings about things and what's going on and, you know, all that stuff. And men don't tend to be that way. You know, it's, it's interesting you would say that because as a psychologist and one who has, I do, have directed a counseling center where I have, had six interns working with me, some of them men, some of them women. And when our men make it through the obstacles that it takes to get through the door of a counseling center, it's really interesting. More often than not, they will prefer a female counselor. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've come to understand that, that that is, we can be a little more vulnerable with, with mom or our sisters or our we can lean into that side of us a little bit and make a connection there. Now, there are some men that come in that know full well that the issues that they're addressing, they're really only going to be able to satisfactorily address those if they're talking to another man. But I I think that it actually comes with the comfort level that they start with the women first and Mm. will graduate to being able to be vulnerable with a man. Good insight. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I think it's maybe what I was raised with, too. If I had an issue at home, I'd probably go to mom first, and then dad would step in if, if mom couldn't handle it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even then, mom's going to lay the, the groundwork a little mm-hmm. bit. She's going to help dad understand what the issue is here from her perspective because it's her little boy, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. My little yeah. boy from <laughs> dad, even though he's my husband, that's my little boy. And so we get into that mediator sort of role and bridge, bridge the gap. So it, but all to say for us women, it's very important for us to understand how to do that because it's different than our little girls. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder, Ron, if you're maybe communicating to us that you would say to the men listeners, 
um, that it's okay. It's okay to let down a little bit. It's okay to to uh, want to grow spiritually. It's okay to want to improve in my character as God continues to shape me and mold me and make me the man that he created me to be so that I can do the things that he calls me to do. And uh, maybe you know, men who are listening could say, okay, well, there is something there, and I do want to. I do want to grow. I do want to take my responsibilities seriously, and it doesn't have to be scary. Right. So you right. can go. I'll go to Cedar Mill and call Pastor Ron, <laughs> and uh, he'll make you feel comfortable. You know, somebody <laughs> asked this question the other day, and I thought it was really a good one. If you died today, would there be six close friends who would carry your mm. casket? Mm. And I think that's a really, really good question wow, because yeah. um, a lot of us men maybe would have maybe one if we're lucky, mm. two if we're really fortunate, mm. but six. And I think most of us men have a tendency to have a lot of relationships that are very shallow, mm-hmm. but not very many that are deep. Well, don't you want to have somebody who really knows you and cares mm-hmm. about you and can ask mm-hmm. those questions that everybody else might be afraid to yeah. ask? And wouldn't you want to share that with somebody else? Why do we mm-hmm. want to be so secretive? Why right. is that something that we just want to hold on to so much and don't want anybody else to really know us? Yeah. I want guys, I want, I want another guy or two to really know me. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I want the same for you, and I want the same for these guys to go to our church because um, relationships are important. God is not just one; He's three. Right. Obviously, He thinks relationship is important. Right, right. right. Well, and and you know, it's one of my favorite topics because, as we've talked about in the on this show before, He made us that way. Mm-hmm. He made us to not do well at all as human beings if we are not intimate intricately <laughs> connected right, right. to other people have you throughout been around, our lifespan. Have you ever been around somebody who's been away from society for a while? Yeah, right. They get weird. Yeah. Right. Really weird. Yeah. Right. In yeah. fact, yeah. in fact, as for a psychologist, what we see is is isolation will lead people to lose their grip on mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. They'll really actually lose their ability to separate what is real and what's going on in their head. Mm. And yeah. that is a really dangerous so place you, for them to be. Yeah, and I, I get that. In fact, we were talking about, uh, Denise and I, you know, we were talking about uh, the typical profile of the mass shooters that are in oh, the news these days. Right. Mm. Almost always they're loners, they're right. isolated, they're, mm-hmm. they feel alone, they have a low self-esteem and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Ron, do you uh, do you make a um, uh, how do I want to say a, a um, specific effort to help men uh, find friends and build friendships in your ministry? And would you recommend that for other churches, whether they have a, a men's pastor or not? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. think I think that's just a key thing, Dan. Uh, we've we've got guys who uh, you know who, who we set up at our some of our men's retreats. We'll say, who wants to be mentored? All right, guys, and here's some guys who are willing to mentor you. Now, the matchup of mentoring doesn't usually work real well if I say, Dan, you go with Jim right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you see another guy that you think, that, that's the kind of guy that I would like to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 20 years down the road from me. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. life experience that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take the courage to ask that mm-hmm. guy if, if he'd be willing to mentor you? And, and the older guys in our audience... Is there a young guy in your church or congregation who you go, you know, that's, that's me 20 years mm-hmm. ago, or we've got mm-hmm. some affinity. We like to fish or we like to golf or right. approach him. Ask him if, if, if uh, it wouldn't be okay if you spend a little time together. You know, this discipleship thing we can make into something really scary, but basically it's just 
can we get together over coffee? Can I start asking you some questions yeah. and sharing some things in my mm-hmm. life that I didn't do well that I would like to see you be able to avoid? Mm-hmm. We don't have to have all the answers. We just right. have to care. Yeah, it's you hanging know, out. Yeah, exactly right. right. And and I love Hebrews. That mm. has just been such a fun book to get into. Um, I think it's Hebrews. It might now. I might be confusing myself, but where the scripture is, where it talks about how our young people are still all hung up trying to understand things like sanctification and mm. and and the doctrines, and what scripture says is that's the milk of lo- of mm. of it all. That's yeah. milk. The meat is to mature through suffering. Yay! Doesn't that sound great? But that's what it's about. It is going through the difficulties of life. And the older generation, we are supposed to be there helping the young people make sense out of the difficulties of life and hold on to those doctrines in the meantime. And so I am so so enthusiastic about what could happen if more men are doing what you're doing, and, and that is encouraging the older men to mentor the younger men mm. and encouraging the mentor younger men to have the courage. Mm. I thought that was really important. They need to have the courage to open up their lives and let someone else speak into right. it. And I think we want to address the so that question, and that is, so a man is mature in character and uh, you know biblical knowledge or spiritual growth and, ov- and so forth. That's not an end in itself. Is a means to an end. What's that so that? What do we want the men to actually be and to do as they're on that journey of spiritual growth? And we're going to get to that with Ron Carlson from Cedar Mill Bible Church right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. 
Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, And we're back. We want to give a big shout out to uh, the three sponsors that you just heard about on the, uh, on the little spot ads there. But we also want to mention and raise the flag for media marketing with Randy Sanford, Northwest Web Creation Company, Legal Shield and ID Shield uh, with Eric uh, Cummings. Eastside Printing, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ, this here now radio station, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest, and Serving Our Neighbors. That list keeps growing. We're going to have to do something about that. So uh, we're going to get right back into it. Ron, I was asking, uh, we were talking about um, about men and the... the, the um, it's okay to grow spiritually. It's okay to be a little bit transparent, but to see that your character can grow and so forth. And, and uh, I was thinking about, uh, before we went to the break, and I asked you during the break, you know Al Egg, right. who are our mutual friend, and he's the chaplain for the Portland Trailblazers. And his ministry for, gosh, it's been... Tw- oh, a long time. 25, yeah. 30 years, I forget. Uh, but he was here in the studio uh, uh, a number of months ago. But the name of his ministry is Beyond Victory. And there's a message even in that title. So you guys can go out and win the game. You can either go to the playoffs and you can win the NBA finals. But what's beyond that? And so let me ask it in this way, whether it's a sports uh, metaphor or not. What is winning that really counts for a man? It's not just on the court. So what is it where a man can feel like he has achieved something, has accomplished something, has fulfilled his calling and, and his purpose? What is winning look like for a man from your perspective as a pastor to men? Well, I think if you, I mean, I know you've been there with, with men before Dan on their deathbed. And if you were to ask a man, what was the thing that he wished he would have spent more time doing at the point of his life, he probably wouldn't have said, I wish I would have spent more time at work. I wish I would have reached that uh, sales goal that I, that I never hit. He's probably going to most likely say if he's caring heart uh, after God's own heart, uh, he's going to probably say, I wish I would have spent more time investing in people. Mm. Uh, I wish I yeah. would have spent more time in relationship. Right. So I think that's the, that's the part of what we touched, about, uh, touched on in the earlier show was uh, go make a disciples. Jesus told us and, exa- and set that example that the most important thing we can do is being fruitful in passing along and leaving a legacy of caring and planting seeds in other people. We may not see them all come to harvest, but at least make the effort to plant the seed. Maybe can you fill out that vision a little bit more? Because I know all of us men, we function in different roles Mm -hmm. and different categories of our culture and our life, Uh, you know, family and church and work and neighborhood and so forth. Can you say a little bit more about what we could really own as as an objective or as a goal or as something to strive for what is it uh, about us men and the ones that are listening 
that we can say, you know what, that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I want to pursue that in my spiritual growth and my seeking the Lord and listening to Him on a regular basis. That's what's going to help me get to that. I, I know I probably asked several questions in there, but <laughs> just pick one. All right. <laughs> well, getting alone with God, obviously, is where I would start. I mean, yeah. we're all going to be told different things, I think, as far as how, how that uh, being fruitful plays out for each one of us. Uh, there was a man I heard about who was in his 80s and asked that question of God, and God just said, I want you just to start knocking on doors in the neighborhood. Well, 15 years later at his death at 95, there were 300 new members who attended his church as wow. a result of him just knocking on doors and saying, yeah. would you like to join me for church on Sunday? Yeah. Wow. So that was the fruitful thing for him. Yeah. It may be something totally mm. different for you. Yeah. But uh, but you know, it's. I think George Eliot had this quote, which I thought was so great. It's never too late to be who you might have been. I like that. And, yeah. and you, you may right now be thinking, my life has just not amounted to much, but it's never too late. Mm. Ask the Lord what that might be for you and go pursue it with all that you can and, right. and see what he does with, with your efforts. Right. And I like that, particularly in the, uh, in the context of our uh, age, because if we are in our 60s, we still have, uh, you know, statistics tell us in longevity research that we still have 30 years to go. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to sit down in the lounge chair and watch daytime TV. A little football, a little sports, and now and then it's okay. Turn on uh, this radio show once in a while. That's nice. right. Yeah. <laughs> once in a while, yes. Uh, now, did you tell me, when we were talking on the phone the other day, uh, was it that your dad is still active? My dad is 90 and still yeah. attending rotary meetings and encouraging yeah. men, and mom's having her 86th birthday this week. They've been married for... My goodness, 67 years. Wow. Well, happy so, birthday. yeah, 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 mom, way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah, they, they're still staying very active and very healthy and pouring into other people's lives. Yeah. And I like the way that you put that pouring mm-hmm. into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. critical. So, the there's men... a magic in that, that until you experience that, mm-hmm. it just sounds like foolishness, as the Bible says, yeah. doesn't it? That yeah. what makes us joyous as Christians is foolishness to the world. Pour yourself into somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, Denise, that you are creating opportunities for that to happen at your church, and I really appreciate that because it's hard. I mean, Ron was saying, find somebody that you might you know, like to be able to share some things with. And you know, for a guy, that's hard to step out and do that on either end of that uh, age spectrum. But at your church, you are creating those opportunities and looking for other men, older men, who can uh, come alongside some of the uh, young people that you're working with at your congregation. Well, absolutely, and I believe what you said, Ron, is so important in terms of, sure, we can put the events out there, and we try to do a lot of, uh, put a lot of events out there, but Mm. until that we have um, other adults our age that are willing to step up, men and women, and and put the hand out, and help pull these young people into our adult world and help them find their place in it. Mm-hmm. That's what where I see the need and why what you have to say resonates so strongly yeah. with me today. And we at Second F now are finding ways also to make those kinds of connections and, and make that part of our mission and part of our calling because there are a lot of men out there who would love to be able to do that. They don't know where, they don't know who, they don't know how to start, and we want to create those connections. And I'm looking at uh, Engineer Roger over there, and he's holding up a sign. <laughs> we are out of time. Uh, but before we wrap up, I want to get to one question that we did talk about before, and that is we are talking really to um, half of our audience, 
uh, because it's it's the men that we're talking to and about. But uh, for many men, there's another partner. There's a there's a wife, or there's a another female relationship, a friend or family member, or there's um, uh, maybe if if a mother is listening who has younger boys. What can a woman do to help create the opportunities for this for this very thing to to grab this as a goal? Uh, you know, wh- how can a how can a wife or another female relative or a mom, you know, make these things possible uh, in a man's life? Boy, I don't pretend to have the, all, all the answers to that, Dan. But I, I would just start with probably something very basic. Will you pray for your man? Will you pray mm-hmm. for the man in your life? Mm-hmm. And then will you follow that up with encouragement to yeah. let him know that you support him? You know, that's one thing. When I became decided I wanted to take on a pastor's role, wow, if my wife didn't want to be a part of that, right. that wouldn't have been very successful. Right. You know, so Lynn was right. r- very gracious. Support, and saying, that was the key I'm, word, I'm willing, yeah. Yeah, I'm willing right. to support yeah. you in this. Because yeah. being a pastor's wife isn't an easy thing either. So right. uh, anyway. I just I would say prayer and encouragement would be huge. Thank you. Yeah. And I know Denise, you probably have an insight not only being a woman and a mother of grown uh, men, and a wife and a psychologist. Uh, in about thirty seconds, can you uh, wrap up that topic? I know you can preach a sermon for about. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it all back around and say I'm not I don't have much to add to what Ron just said except that from the female perspective it can be hard for us because we like to do it this way and that way and we've got things all figured out and we can be we can be pretty critical we can, and and we can have this idea that our way is the best way. And we accuse men of that all the, all of the time, but, but, but we have our own ideas about how the w- world should look. And one of the things that I really appreciate about being married is to, and to be a mother of sons is to see what happens when I tick, stick my tongue between my teeth for a minute and then change my mind and find a way to ask my question, make my statement mm-hmm. in a way that's either neutral or positive right. and encouraging, mm-hmm. and it makes a great big mm-hmm. difference, and I'm the one that benefits from yeah, that. Yeah, right, and your words are key, and I think every woman should hear that, that the words that you use in speaking to and about your husband or your son or your brother, very, very critical. Yeah. So Ron Carlson, Cedar Mill Bible Church, pastor to men, thank you very much for coming in. It's been great to have you on Second Half Now today. Thank you for the opportunity. It was great hanging out with both of you. It's been great. Thank you. I have a feeling we just got started. Can you come back again? If you'd invite me back, yeah. I'll All right. Back, yeah. Now that you know how to find the yeah. station. <laughs> what do you Up think, in the Dan? fog here. <laughs> <laughs> Will we invite him back? Uh, <laughs> we'll flip a coin. All right. It's been great. Uh, that great is it for us today. You want to be sure to catch us live on the radio, 5.30 to 6 p.m. on KKPZ 1330. That's on the radio, and uh, not everything is radio-driven these days, uh, but we're also on podcasts, and you can find us on the website, just like you found part two at secondhalfnow.com. So that's it for us today. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God help you live a life that honors Him and blesses others. So let's meet again right here on our website or live next Monday, 5.30 on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. 
to hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.